Halfway through the first week, happy hump day, good morning, welcome to Thrones and Scones, your weekday morning podcast where we're uh, chit-chatting Game of Thrones over some delicious breakfast. It's Tony Hans and Jeremy in Hitting Season 1, Episode 3, and uh, Apple Cinnamon today. Woohoo! <laughs> so so whimsical. All right, so we're three episodes in now. I think this is really when the show starts hitting its stride, personally. I think there's a lot of, uh, of good stuff in this episode, but it's also kind of our first, like, real slog. Like, this is like a very, very throwing a lot of exposition at the wall. They're really getting into a lot of backstory here. Did you guys think it was boring at any uh, at any parts? I thought it, yeah, I, I thought it was a little slow. I don't even, I'm trying to think of specific parts, though. Uh, I don't know, I just, I think the episode as a whole, for me, dragged on a little bit. Not to say I didn't think that there were some important things. And another, talk about another episode of just huge character introdu- introductions. Sure. So many character intros, again, on in a story it, within three episodes. If you just think of the sheer like quantity of characters that have been introduced, it's 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 <laughs> got to be it's got to be record setting. So it's a lot, especially yeah. now that we're really getting into the King's Landing stuff. Um, it's it's taking a it's really changing the tone as well yeah. of yeah. of where the whole series is going. But it, I think my favorite, like the biggest laugh the whole episode I got is. Catelyn in the brothel and everything that's played with that is hilarious. Yeah, to totally, totally yeah, agree. And that whole scene of Ned like choking, choking Littlefinger out uh, is just is it's also again we're, we're, we don't hate him yet, but oh, it's still satisfying. Yeah, there was there was some good bits in this episode. Uh, I I do think we also had a lot of like telegraphed stuff this episode. I know we've talked about it a little bit, but ignoring the fact that we know what's coming, I think this is the very first inclination we get of obvious character deaths they set up Viserys to die I think um and Benjen Stark I think it's pretty obvious that both of those guys are going to suffer some shit yeah it's about time we're thinking for Viserys I mean we've uh we've grown to detest him this entire time so it's very satisfactory knowing that his his doom is pending right so um as for Stark I I mean I feel like they kill so many of them off in the next couple episodes that we uh, we start to pity a lot of the, that family. But uh, Viserys, <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's 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 too it's a little too late, right? Like he's he's already he's worn out his welcome in the show. Um, you know, Danny now is starting to show herself as that that prominent figure, starting to gain respect. You know, you see, which is probably we're gonna get to that in a second. The most satisfactory part of the episode for me when um, when she makes him her bitch, um, which is just <laughs> so nice. I mean, the the dragging off the horse, the walking—it's just—it's uh, it's fantastic. If the end of the last episode was about us hating Joffrey, the beginning of this one's about us hating Cersei for sure. Totally. I do wonder how she seems to be simultaneously like she's got that scene where she's like, you know, everyone who's not us is an enemy. Blah blah blah. How is she simultaneously the voice of reason, like pulling Joffrey back from the ledge of, you know, let's kill everyone, but also <coughs> obviously the worst influence. Sorry, I'm choking on my scone. It's so <laughs> it's good, e- though. It's, so it's easy good. to do. It's easy it's to so do. It's so dry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, but, that's not a review. That's not a review. No, no, no. It, I think that it's just got this duality where she's coming in and uh, and he's like, oh, we need this armor. We got to crush everyone. She's like, no. But then also she's like, yes. And it just, <laughs> it's so back and forth. Like they're really, I don't, are they trying to set her up to be just like the shittiest compass ever? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I think maybe just quick note, just in case, you know, our vast 
uh, audience is jumping in. You know, a lot of we might have a lot of listeners jumping in on ep, ep three, episode three. <laughs> ep tray. Yeah. I just want to, uh, you know, I think it goes without saying at this point, but uh, we'd be spoiling, <laughs> <laughs> and that's so. fine. And that's no, good. definitely what it's about what is, so okay i mean let's hit the high points and low points do you guys have anything big i'm trying to i'm looking at my notes here <clears throat> like i said i think one of the the things i liked about this episode or the the most notable things about this episode is just again just with the with i said it already i don't want to repeat myself too much but just again with the character intros it's I a mean, lot yeah going into uh, going into king's landing we get a lot we get you know we get uh, little finger we get you know that whole council i have note here and i'm blanking on his name right now guy without a penis <laughs> <laughs> Lord Barris. Lord, Lord Barris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like guy without penis though. That's, a, that's that's in the subtitles. I mean, like, yeah. it's there. Although I, it's I have always wondered, is it? We know he doesn't have balls. Does true, he still have a penis? True. He might still have a penis. I don't know how. I don't know how that works. Not sure. We're I'm misrepresenting. Sure. Just, it's the worst. Fa- and again, this is going to spoil. We be spoiling. We never get to see what Varys is packing or not packing, <laughs> and it's the worst part of this whole show. Yeah, I really thought that that was kind of going to come out at some point. Um, it's what was that movie that won the Oscar last year, or two years ago, The Shape of Water? And the funniest review online was like, "You don't get to see the fish's dick at all." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> It's like my whole review of this. It's like, yeah, one star because we don't get to see you know, Varys's <laughs> dick or lack thereof. Varys's whatever is down there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I've never seen a never seen a unixision, whatever they whatever they would call that. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they call that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think unixision is absolutely correct. Speaking of, of character intros, my favorite part was the the last character intro we got in the episode, which is Sirio Pharrell. Oh yeah. The forced sword, the bravos, who is dope. And I love that scene with him and Arya. But it had a weird moment for me, and I don't know if you guys remember this. They're like fighting, fighting, and Ned comes in, and he's like watching them, and it's all cute. And then you start to hear these noise. Like, they give Ned a PTSD scene. And is that ever touched on again? Yeah, I mean, Mm, in the book, you kind of get an idea of what what he's realizing, right? He's realizing that, you know, that she's going to be a bigger part of the war that's coming than maybe he's Mm -hmm. willing to admit. And uh, I think... I think that's kind of what is kind of foreplayed there a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it just think, seems almost so weird because it it never gets touched on again. It yeah. came, Maybe it's a red herring. It yeah, is. and it came off weird when I watched it too. I thought the same thing because he's looking. You know, like you said, he's looking at her. Yeah, he's smiling. It's all cute, and then all of a sudden, it just it just it just turns like it's a snap and yeah. it turns, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, he's just terrified and 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 disgusted or whatever watching it. And it, it was a it it came off a bit weird and uh, to me, um, but I don't know anything about the book i didn't i didn't really know what it was about i just kind of brushed it off but and i don't remember anything about it in the book i could just be blanking though uh maybe it's just something i was reading about but that's one of the the, one of the comments i think on that scene was specifically like the father's watching his daughter become something he was unprepared for and i think that's kind of how that uh, they decide to go with that in the show which i mean it's a it's a really cool thing to kind of realize what's gonna become of her um in the next couple of episodes specifically now that you know she's getting sword training and which i think is just which was my favorite part of the show counter that to something we talked about last time with uh with caitlin um but (laughs) Uh, with finding the are you referring are you referring to Catelyn Stark of the noble house Tully <laughs> maybe with finding that golden locket um, <laughs> you know what what is with it for uh, Tyron to climb up the up on the wall and have a nice little urinating party together like why great. right what do you mean 
he has this thing. He he travels. He gets down there. He realizes. He just as um, John knows, like you know, this is you know not going to be one of those trips down where he's just going to have this amount of respect. He's going to earn the respect of his fellow men. He's told that. And then why the fellowship up on the wall when they're when Tyrion's pissing off the edge? Like why that? Uh, I I know you know it's Tyrion. Like I know you know that it's Tyrion. <laughs> yeah. And we're not together, and I can't slap you. Yeah, that's kind of the part. <laughs> I don't... Well, I think that, of course, that was his whole thing, is, is he went to the wall because he wanted to piss off the edge of the world. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. said um, that, yeah. 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 But I don't I don't really understand... I like the the, the moment between John and, and Tyrion. Are you saying that, that, like, you just didn't kind of get why it happened? Yeah, I just, I just don't understand how, like, that is something that needs to be done in this. Uh, it, was, it was something that was kind of, like, lost on me. I think it really sets up the, um, cause Tyrion, again, spoiler, is about to take a major shit, uh, in terms of where his position is in the next couple episodes. And especially with the next episode being, uh, you know, cripples, bastards, and broken things, mm-hmm. it sets up his kind of, his care for not only Bran, but for John as well. Right, right. But I agree. Yeah. I guess it was kind of out of, uh, out of left field to an extent, or, or maybe they're trying to force it really hard. It, that's my thing. Um, it just seems forced. It, it, it seems like with all the good writing that's going on in the show, it, it just seems like such a, a trite thing to say and do where you're, you're and you're kind of belittling the character in my opinion because he he says from the beginning his intelligence is his weapon and really sure. he's gonna be obsessed with going to a wall and peeing off of it no no yeah i don't know i don't think it's i, I think it's far from the worst part of the episode in the fact that i have a question for you guys how long and i know the answer it's not rhetorical how long is the trip from winterfell to king's landing <laughs> i have no idea long what would you guess from what the episodes have shown us? The Three episodes weeks. make it, yeah. The, the episodes make it seem like it's not a long trip because they're like they're jump, they're jumping back yeah. and forth. No, no problem. And I get that it is the first few episodes. We can't just be watching them walk forever. But it's a month. It's oh. a month. And they basically make the ride from King's Landing to Winterfell in the first episode. Right. They make the ride from Winterfell to King's Landing in the second episode. And I just don't think it really, they do a good job of setting up that distance. Yeah, and that comes to bite them in the ass later in the show, like way, way down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyone else have their, their favorite, least favorite parts that we haven't touched on yet? The good, the bad? Yeah, yeah, I'll jump into mine. So <clears throat> I'll give you my uh, favorite part. And I think Jeremy already mentioned it. My, my personal favorite part is when Viserys finally gets his little bit ass choked out <laughs> obviously <laughs> yeah i do want this excellent. it brings uh, maybe i just don't know the physics of whip how is he being choked by that whip and then how do they let him go <laughs> dothraki damn <laughs> there's like a, is there a switch on the whip that like yeah. releases the tension <laughs> <or something>? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I don't. Yeah, that's that's super satisfying, and I think it really does go ahead and show like, oh yeah, yeah, this dude is not long for this situation at least. Well, t- Tony, you got to remember they don't wear armor, so they're more flexible for whip oh, tension. Oh, I'm for, so sorry yeah, for whip uh, for for ch- altering whip tension. Yeah, now that weird exposition conversation <laughs> makes sense. Uh, yes, yes, indeed. Oh. Which I think is actually in the next episode, but that's... I was going to say, I think it's in the next episode. I, I really enjoyed uh, the... Um, I can't think of her name. I can see her face now. I didn't write it down. For when they're in the... Uh, it doesn't matter if you remember her name, because you're not going to pronounce it right anyway. So. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Describe who you're talking about. Uh, it's the the chick with with Danny. The, the old lady for the dream. The old... What? Old lady for the dream. Where he's in the he's in the bedroom and they're talking about. Uh, she's describing like the 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 nightmares and stories. What? 
No. When when you say dream, was this one of your dreams or? Where <laughs> <laughs> Danny's, Danny's laying in the bed, and, t- and the 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 older lady's talking to her, him about the the, the dreams that he's describing like, about the story. Bran? Are you talking about Bran? Am I saying Dan? Oh my gosh! You're saying Danny. Oh my gosh! <laughs> come on, come <laughs> so on. A little, oh. little early in the morning for you. <laughs> You have your coffee yet? No, I have not. I got so confused. I'm just picturing now Bran with I'm like, like beautiful blonde hair. hair. What's, her, <laughs> what's her name? It's like <laughs> Old Nan is all they call her. Oh, okay. Yeah, old, old that is, it is Old Nan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's good, though. But we're talking <laughs> good old, good old, good old Brandy, good old, Bra- good old Bran Arias. <laughs> good old, good old Tran. That, that one, the lovely. <laughs> God. Um, but you don't. So what about that part? Oh, no, I just think from the books, right? I mean, so kind of what she's telling in the sense of like leading into his nightmares and the things that he's going to, ah. right? And I think that's, that's I mean, again, the whole entire show is building on things, but I think that's such a cool part. And it's it's, it's brought to attention really quickly of like, you know, what does the war mean? Right? What does that, that raven, how that interplay comes? So I think that was really cool. It sets up a lot for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of setting things up, Jeremy, you had a little bit of a, a topic to oh. oh, Hans, what's up? Oh, I got some honorable mentions quick um, for good points that didn't get discussed, which I'm a little I'm a little surprised they didn't get brought up. Uh, some other <laughs> moments of this show. Uh, so I already, I know I said it, it kind of dragged on a bit, but there was actually, the more I look at my notes, the more moments I, I did like in the show. So I wanted to shout out. <clears throat> uh, I really like the, I, I really like the scene where Ned and Jamie finally discuss uh, in more detail about Jamie killing the Mad King. Yeah, they go. They have a good discussion about that. Uh, I thought that was really good because they. I think if I'm not mistaken, they bring it up in maybe the previous episode or maybe the one before. I can't remember. Maybe it's introduced in this. I I, I forget. Um, again, being the second time I've watched this, but the fact that he's the Kingslayer and that he's you know stabbed him in the back and stuff. In the in the in the room that it happened though, right? Wasn't yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah that, yes. that, in, that in the and that was cool. Room, yeah. Which again yeah. makes you kind of sympathize with James of yeah. how like maybe he isn't the worst person in the world, right? I think Jamie to me has one of the most interesting character arcs of any of the characters because he just Agreed. starts off so sh- shitty, and by you know later in the seasons he he's uh, he may or may not be one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Don't want to be spoilery. He's he's good for sure, and he's one of those where it takes you a while because you do want to hate him, even going on and into beyond seasons and stuff. Um, I yeah, I think his character arcs is definitely one of the most well done from a story writing perspective. Yeah, um, <clears throat> another quick shout out: Daenerys is pregnant. Oh, that's, true! That's I didn't intro- even write that that's, down. That's introed in this episode as well. Oh yeah, because that's uh, when uh, the one guy leaves for like just like walks away from her and says he has to head to where is he? Where the free city the or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that's obviously has some implications. <laughs> and then uh, the other uh, another good scene I really liked. Uh, this is when Ned walks in on Arya with the sword and they have their moment where he's talking about True. the sword and lets her keep it and that that's a good uh that's a good moment for me too i like that a lot yeah, yeah. all right that's it for my honorable mentions that's okay because that kind of leads into my topic for this episode and uh trying to do your best to stay within the the first three episodes we've now developed enough of i think relationships either love lust family what do you think or who do you think has the most interesting relationship currently oh um can you be more specific by what you mean by interesting yeah so in 
or I say, who do you think has the 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 relationship that is going to have the most, I would say, impact on uh, this 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 so far these three these three episodes? Oh well, I think from a massive story arc potential, like looking at the the main things that are happening in these three episodes and what they're leading to, Jamie and Cersei, <laughs> it's like the biggest thing. Like it's kind of the root of everything else uh, in a, in a sense, but it also the turmoil within the relationship hasn't been discussed yet. So I think it's it's from a pretty bland point. From a from a level of what I think they've built the relationship up to be as far as mattering the most. Mm-hmm. Um I think they they've showcased a lot of discussion or discourse rather between Sansa and Arya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that that's set up to mm-hmm. to kind of play out a lot um a in point. these past few episodes. And then Joffrey and Sansa. Do you feel oh. oh sorry go ahead. No, I was just gonna say those are all those are all good ones. I think um I think Jamie and Cersei's is is I would say complex is is a good word. <laughs> yeah. As as incest usually becomes. <laughs> sure, yeah, it's it's very rarely simple. Well it's it's tw- it's twin cess, so it's even more it's tw- even more sorry. complicated. Get the tags sorry. right. Yep. Sorry. Just wanted to interject hashtag, for that. Hashtag Jamie that, loves her. For that terrible joke. Okay. Do you feel like Jamie loves her? Truly? Or yeah. do you feel oh, like Oh god, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Although, and I think we do know, like, moving forward, that becomes a little more evident, but yeah, I think, yeah. Right, but do, I think they actually do a good job of showing where he is in this relationship in the first three episodes. It's He seems to be more protective. I mean, his statement when he pushes Bran off is, you know, what I do for love, right? And it's just like, yeah. you know, you it, while that may come off harsh and, and, and horrible, which it is, like, you get what he's willing to do to protect her. And yeah, I'm, and I think that is that's a good point and i think that just goes that goes back a little bit though and i'm almost backtracking a, a bit what i said about jamie's character arc over the long period he has a really good character development character arc in these first three episodes this dude bounces back and forth constantly so like when he pushes bran out out the out the window he's he's straight up like villain not a care in the world just pushes him makes a joke about it basically sure but then when he's talking about the Kingslayer, you you know you start feeling for him a little bit. He has a good relationship with Tyrion when everyone else kind of uh, kind of hates him, or just when you assume people despise him, or at least that's what you're told. Again, right, you don't right. really see that, mm-hmm. but he obviously has you know a, a, a good relationship with him at least to this point. I just feel like they bounce back and forth on that character a lot. Like he's they kind of make you hate him in one second, and then they make you feel for him in another, and that's and it's just it's to the point where it's almost a little inconsistent for me. And again, I think a lot of that ends up getting resolved through his longer arc, but um, just kind of interesting tidbit. What do you guys think about that? I agree. I do think that, as you said, like Jamie's got one of the coolest arcs and is told very well on screen. This is the part when they kind of struggle with it. And going back to the books, um, they they do a much better job. Like, I don't even know if they tell you in the, in the series at all how Jamie takes... Did they call it taking the white? I don't know. He joins the King's Guard, which is, yeah. <laughs> he joins the King's Guard, which is for life, which you're supposed to forsake all of uh, love and romantic whatnots. He joins it so that he can be in the capital to be with Cersei. It's like every decision that goes against morality for Jamie is based on her. And I think they do a better job explaining that in the books. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only other relationship that I was going to ask about, and we mentioned this earlier, especially in, from it's kind of why I didn't bring up the topic with uh, mm. things. It was Danny knowing she's pregnant, right? And how I really feel like that's a turn for her. 
And then the the other thing which they're just starting to comment on or look at is the you know she got the gift of the dragon eggs right and her immediate kind of connection to those right yeah. which we're going to see start to develop in the next couple of episodes. But what did you think of that? I like <laughs> there are two things that I love about the Danny thing. Uh, one is that she makes this very bold claim to this horse lord who has already proven himself very violent and he speaks like three words of English and she's like, two weeks pregnant, she's like, it's a boy. And like, God forbid yeah. she's wrong, yeah. he's going to kill her. Yeah. Like for yeah. sure he's going to beat the shit out of her. Right. <laughs> and I also love that the pregnancy test is just a, a cop of feel. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, as a, as a medical professional who is, you know, very well in women's health, that's how I diagnosed it. Sure. I'm like, you feel, yep, yep, you're about... 13 weeks. <laughs> 13, 13 and a half. 13 and a half. <laughs> it's definitely a boy. Yeah, definitely a boy. Most, most. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me feel the right one. Nope. Yep, girl. boy. Yep. Boy. Boy. <laughs> yeah, let me, uh, I, didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt there. Let me jump in on uh, my relationship comment. And this is a perfect transition. Mine that I wanted to bring up, uh, more of a discussion point, is what do you think right now... This is the episode where things do seem to change a bit. What do you think about the relationship uh, between Daenerys and uh, Drogo? Uh, I mean, yeah, so this is the turning point where it's like more than the rapey thing. Right. Yeah. Um, which which I think is cool for sure. I, I'm not to the point yet where I buy it completely. Like, yeah, I think that's she's... What, yeah, I agree. I uh, That's what I think. I mean, she learns Continue. like, what, five or six words and suddenly now it's lovemaking instead of rape? And I think you can still tell like she's, she's in it because she has to be, which obviously is, I don't think we've made that turn yet where she's like full-fledged in with this dude. Yeah. yeah. And that's what um, I just thought it was interesting because as I was watching that scene in this episode, yeah. basically she's like, like Jeremy said, she's not, the sex scenes are a bit different now. <laughs> and uh, well, She's on top now, right? Yeah. yeah. She she's, was. On and, uh, she's on top. And so the first scene after she asked that chick how to make him happy when they change, Jenna was happening to be watching as well. And she said, oh, she made a comment about, oh, this chick is into him now. And I, it made me think like it, that scene really does play it off like they're like they're intimate, right? She seems like it, but it, it obviously to me it just she was just putting on that show to get him hooked onto her, right? Like to change I, the dynamic more than anything. Agree. Um, and I don't think that that's there yet. But uh, again, being a little spoilery, I, I'm I'm just trying to keep my eye out for when that dynamic changes. I'm now wondering, and again, this is looking way forward. I wonder if it doesn't actually change because the only moment in my head when it's like, oh yeah, she loves him, blah 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 blah, is when he's kind of on his way out, like when we're when we're looking towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And is it really that she like loves him and that she's there, or is it just kind of that like, oh my my path to power has disappeared, my upper hand above the shitty situation that I've been put in in life is going away. What the hell do I do? Right, that's a good and point. That's exactly how I interpreted that. I, I really feel like she she realizes with the pregnancy and with kind of understanding that she's smarter than her brother, smarter yeah. with the ability to control things, that she's like, wait, so it's all about who do I keep around me? How do I communicate that kind of like being the queen now? I think we've uh, we've run this, the thrones dry. And speaking of dry, this is a 50-50 thing. We got to touch on the scones a little bit. I have an apple cinnamon scone today mm. and it's just fine. There you go. If you want to hit up our uh, social media, of course, you can find us at Thrones and Scones, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what have you. Keep up with us, thronesandscones.com for the latest episodes, and we will catch you for a season one, episode four, tomorrow morning.
You down with GOT? Yeah, you know me. The character we haven't brought up yet, which is uh, a great character in my mind, uh, Jorah Mormont. Jorah Mormont. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Haven't even got brought up, no no one mentioned yet. Uh, Granted, he hasn't done a lot, but uh, good character. Good actor. Jorah is one of my least favorite characters in the show. Really? Why is that? I don't get him. What's his What's his purpose besides being? And he hasn't got to that point yet where he's creepy with Danny. But right now, you you kind of just have this understanding that he's this spy, right? And I I just don't understand it. I like him. Like I get his point is like he's trying to get that that pardon, and he does. But and then you get the turn, and it's because he fell for Danny. Sure, I think he's fine. But like the second Barristan Selmy comes into the to the fray later, I think I'm done with Jorah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Khaleesi. Khaleesi. <laughs> <laughs>